0: And we'll, uh, we'll catch up on uh, the podcast. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Mid Maine Main Podcast. My name is John Spirit. Today I got John Morrow in front of me. Uh, I've known John since, gosh, I can't even remember. I don't know. You were just always present in my memory. I don't know. You've been around this area for your whole life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For my whole life. Yeah. And we we pretty much grew up together. Pull we,
0: that right up to your, uh, right up to your. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. Um, there we just go. Just
1: seeing you around and, uh, yeah, both boys from Midcoast Maine.
0: Were you raised? Were you born here? Or? I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right at Penn Bay, or
1: I was born at the old Camden Healthcare Center.
0: Oh, remember okay. that building? Camden Ho- Hospital or Healthcare? No, oh, I, the Healthcare Center. Yeah, oh, no, that kidding. used to
1: be where uh, Quarry Hill is right now.
0: Okay. Oh, that's amazing. And
1: it was a hospital
0: back then then it was a
1: nursing home and then it was leveled
0: but so mom worked there when uh, my mom worked there when it was a nursing home okay so okay so it was before that was a hospital i didn't realize that yeah that's awesome very very cool um so yeah so you were you were raised here and uh you uh went to school here i remember uh you played a lot of sports when you were a kid um big sports family
1: uh yeah in a way um my, my uh my father was a runner okay and um uh, he, he wasn't, um, he loved, he liked baseball growing up, but he got into running in high school and wasn't really serious about it. Uh, was in the sense that he, he loved, he loved running, Sure, but in terms of, you know, being real competitive, um, he gravitated later in life more to a marathon, um, running.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't realize um, that. That's awesome.
1: My mom, uh, I think just, uh, really wanted to, 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 to um be an athlete but it was it was tough right, it was right before title nine so there weren't as many opportunities um, oh okay for, for her but
0: for sure um you got some uh basketball uh, paraphernalia on
1: yeah this is my vest what are, are you doing lately my, uh, this is my uh camden hills basketball vest okay and um so i am the i'm the varsity basketball coach that's awesome how long have you been doing that i was hired last year okay but i put in uh uh, four or five years of sub-varsity coaching, uh, freshman team, coach soccer, coach basketball.
0: That's awesome. Earned my way
1: up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're hoping we can do something this year. Yeah. You know, it's uh, being an enclosed sport in the time of COVID is... What do you... Yeah, how does that even work? It's anyone's it, it guess. It doesn't? It's anyone's guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we, right. We're kind of waiting. All schools are kind of waiting... So listen to what the main Principals association ruling okay. is going to be on that. Uh, okay, and, and for uh, sure. The way the CDC C- D- C ruling is now, um, soccer was allowed to happen. Okay, because there was significant distance and because yeah. they were outside and right. they could wear a mask. But um, I don't know. Got my fingers crossed. But
0: yeah, I mean, is that a is it? It's a question of whether you'll even have a season or.
1: It's anybody's guess. Okay, uh, but that, I mean that it's
0: that's in question.
1: That's in question. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's a lot of winter sports. Um, okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, except skiing. Mm-hmm. That, that one's probably fine. But <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's a strange time for um, sure. Some of the kids are playing uh, AAU, which is a um, it's a, a league in a in a um, it's an amateur league across the country, but okay. it's not connected with the schools, so they've been able to play a little bit, but. Um, for sure it's disappointing for kids that really love the game and maybe this is their senior year and can't play.
0: Right, right. Well, uh, you're going to have to give me a a time frame here exactly because I couldn't locate a date. But at some point, um, again, this is all in my memory, at some point you um, appeared on the scene um, and sort of introduced yourself to the world as an artist. Mm-hmm and uh as a as a wood carver yeah and you know that was again just just for me just from like looking you know seeing John Moore out in the world like that was a big um jump I'm sure it wasn't a big jump for you I mean I'm sure it was a process it It absolutely was was it oh yeah absolutely okay Um, was it kind of like uh okay I've done my sports thing for a while I've lived that kind of uh, moment of my life and now I'm gonna do this
1: in a way it was in a way it was um I, I think um it was one of the, it was a it was a a love a skill that was really not didn't come to the surface until after high school. Okay, and I think part of that was just being on the the academic track. I, I wasn't able, I don't think, to take those classes like shop class or yeah. like an art class because I was trying to fulfill all my other requirements. For sure. But um, it took a while before I really kind of found something um, uh, outside of academics that I really felt. Passionate about strongly about and so uh basically I, I did I went to, went to college and decided to take a break and after that started making things. That's awesome. And discovered that, that part of myself. And, uh, it wasn't a substitute for sports cause I incorporate sports in a lot of what I do.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing like a lot of your carvings were of, you know, great, um, athletes right. from all sorts of disciplines, all sorts of areas, right. you know, uh, baseball, uh, I mean, basketball, hockey, yeah. uh, other areas probably.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and it's, it's been a journey of 20 years or so. And, and, and as you know, like, it's been
0: a lot long carving.
1: Yeah, twenty wow, years. That's amazing. I know. I know. So a lot of tries, a lot of attempts. Yeah. A lot of uh, mistakes made. For and sure. Everyone, you learn from. Yep. And then, yep. Uh, I think at this point, I've come to a uh, a process that works. Very cool. Um, you know, something a repetitive, step by step approach that will get the results that I'm happy with.
0: What um, what kind of material are you um, working in?
1: Oh, well, I've I've kind of experimented over the years. Uh, I've, did, I've done pine, which is the most, probably the cheapest available wood. Sure. Uh, just go to the hardware store and buy some pine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I learned the hard way that pine uh, tends to leach out uh, some of its tannins in okay. the wood. Oh, okay. And it's so powerful, it'll go right through paint. So if you <laughs> <laughs> learn that one the hard way, Oh no. boy, it looks nice in the gallery. What are yeah. those brown spots? Wow. And then you cover it over and it comes right back. For so you, sure. Pine can be a little bit, yeah. uh, but I learned that. I learned that step by step. Right. I tried to use green wood, meaning yep. wood that was found in the forest. And what happens with that is it's not dried. So it starts to crack and check over time. Right. <laughs> learn not to do that. Right. Um. So the, the, the choice carving wood is, is generally basswood. Okay. It's, it's soft. Um, something I have to order, typically. For sure. Um, and it typically behaves well. But it's a it's a piece-by-piece piece thing. Uh, you know, I, I could use, uh, particularly in the latest piece, I chose parts of Goliath, parts of David that I wanted to be a, a particular wood because when they're stained, the character will, will come through.
0: Okay, so you're referencing um, a piece of work that you um, have uh, just completed, right? In the in the last what month or so? Yep. Okay. In the last month. Yeah. And uh, and this is a what are we talking about for scale?
1: Yeah, sure. So this is uh, roughly life size. Okay. Uh, and and I say that I say roughly because yeah. Goliath is about uh, five and a half feet tall. Okay. He's not the ten feet in the Bible. I had some, <laughs> I had some 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 size constraints, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and David's uh, David's about half that size. Okay. So this would be my second full my my senior project in college was a, a life size sculpture. Okay. Uh, of Garcia Paris.
0: Okay. Good. Yeah.
1: And. Uh, It's tough to look back at it because I see all the mistakes. But for sure, um, every couple of years, I love to go big, just challenge myself, throw it out there like what would be really fun? Yeah, I know it's going to be a long term project. It's delayed gratification. Hmm. So, yeah, so it's nearly life size and start to finish was three years picking away at it wow and then but if I if I took all those months and jammed them together it would probably be around a year okay uh, I just had other projects come up right I work uh, from commission work a lot with the sports figures okay so if I got some headway with Goliath and David and suddenly oh I got to make somebody, uh, Ted Williams, all right. I got to focus on that.
0: So is a, a, some of your work, uh, like commission, like I could call you up and say, yeah, absolutely. I, I want a Jordan or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome.
1: I, I stay away from Jordan. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because no, I love him. I oh, love him. Oh, but, maybe um,
0: for like commercial reasons. He's,
1: he's a brand. I say, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know that he'd come after me, but probably not.
0: Yeah, you know? Maybe at least competitive. He might come after you.
1: Yeah. Got to be careful. Yeah. For sure, it's, for it's sure. Some of those brands. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so what prompted you? Because, like I said, most of um, at, at some point, and you say twenty. So, I didn't realize you were actually spending some of your college time developing these skills. Yeah. Okay. So, did you like change majors? What did you do? I did. Okay. I
1: did. I completely changed majors. I was an English major. Okay. At Colby, yeah. University college. Okay. And, nice. And uh, left, and actually, did one of the best things for me was to join the workforce. What'd you do? Because well, because it, it took me completely out of an environment of performance right. and an area where where uh, I could just completely um, shift my focus, and it was therapeutic, and it was a, a kind of a, a breath of fresh air, a new start, and and I started to go back to school a little bit at a time, so a couple classes. Per semester. Yeah. And also working on my own stuff at the same time. So I was going to school for it, but also doing stuff on my own. And um, typically because school is good, it was stuff I needed I needed to learn. But I was also really excited to just do my own stuff, too.
0: So you used a phrase there uh, talking about uh, moving away from performance-based. Yeah. Uh, so what's what does that mean to you?
1: Sure. Uh, I think that's a very relevant statement for for any of us that are kind of labeled achievers or okay. type A yeah that and this is a hard lesson I think and it's one that I learned that uh, that if you're if you're out there just nailing it um, and you're you're doing the right things and you're recognized for your performance mm. that those are great things but they don't always indicate. The health of that particular person. Okay.
0: okay, so you're being you're being judged by external exactly. uh, achievement, exactly. but interior satisfaction might not be there.
1: Yeah, interior satisfaction, but also interior validation. Okay, do you do you like yourself for who you are? Yeah. Um. Or do you? Can you separate yourself from the performance?
0: Oh wow. Okay. That's wild.
1: And and that's that goes for sports too, which right? is very interesting. Okay. Uh, you consider a lot of. I've read a little bit about professional athletes that are incredibly successful, but then when it's gone, they don't have, they don't know what that is. Or maybe uh, most of us can, can, uh, trip on a sidewalk and not have that broadcast on national television. For sure. You know, <laughs> um, if your or my work was monitored all the time, like every failure becomes huge. And then the question is, isn't it okay to fail? Right. And I had to learn that.
0: So, yeah. So when you're talking about performance, are you talking about actually like academics or are you talking about like on the, on the, um, you know, field or, you know, in the court? Both,
1: I think both. Okay. okay. I think, and, and working in the schools, I think that's a, you, you expect, I, I expect a lot from, from our players. Right. Uh, we, it's good to, to be an achiever. It's good to do well, mm-hmm. but it's also important to, I think, um, acknowledge that who you are in itself is is significant yeah you know and that um it's not necessarily your validation doesn't necessarily have to be earned
0: wild so how did you kind of like come to that for yourself or what was the process that, you know, you underwent to kind of, come I to think that it, realization? it
1: was, it, it's been an ongoing thing. It's really been a, yeah. a, an understanding process of, of, um, once I got off that, that track that, uh, that I, I'd been on that, uh, of, of just having a lot of success, but also not necessarily feeling great. Um, after I got off of that, now it was time to unpack a little bit of, okay. of what was going on inside, okay. and uh, and really, it, it wasn't an instant thing. Um, but um, I got a, I got advice from I have a great supportive family, but but also I really became interested in um, in more in in spirituality yeah in, in who uh, we both share um, but also coaching and how people are motivated and uh where wh- what what does the most meaning come from in our life for sure you know and and can we um can we strike a balance there between being yeah you're a productive person but are you also living a, a a life where you don't feel like you're you're a slave to your work or mm. that you have to measure up to a certain degree every minute of your of your life
0: all right so i'm going to combine the two things uh i don't i typically try to share too much about myself but it, but uh a year or two ago i had a dream <laughs> this is a weird dream and uh I was I identified a couple problems in my life and one of them was um a, a problem that seven out of ten households have which is called uh personal debt and uh you know debts are pretty typical luckily we didn't have any credit card debt that's because I was lucky enough to work for mbna when I was a high school student I learned how credit cards did work too. did you? Yeah. yeah yeah so I worked for them and I was like I'm never getting a credit card and so I didn't um and, uh, but anyway, I had other debts, you know, college and other stuff, and I got a debt to buy a business and all this, but, um, but I decided, uh, anyway, so I was focused on like, I wanted to get out of debt. So I had a, a whole bunch of things I studied and I got some methods to put into practice. But anyway, I had a dream and in the dream, this combines spirituality and achievement. I had a dream and it was the dream of St. Joseph hmm. And, uh, obviously he was a carpenter and the dream was Joseph was just like talking to me like a dad. And he said, just make a thousand dollars a day. That's what he said. That was the dream. That was it. And like, that was, that was the whole dream. That was it. Start, stop, period. Turns out, um, that dream, uh, was, just a piece of like incredibly practical, we might even call it Jewish advice, like very simple, completely pithy, completely applicable to my situation. And um, and so it was this process where it was like, okay, I'm trying to write a financial ship. And not for myself, but you know, for my family, for my future. Yeah. I've got kids, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got all these things. And uh, and so it was like, okay, figure out a way to, uh, work your butt off every day, but consistently, Hmm. consistently, you know, make a thousand dollars a day consistently, Hmm. you know, don't make five and one and four and a thousand, you know, 20 bucks. And it it was just do consistent work over time. And the the dollar amount didn't matter precisely, but it was do consistent work over time. Hmm. And, and so I did for a year and I got out of debt you know it was a bizarre experience but it was anyway so the reason i'm telling you this is because it was a it was like a i don't know it's like a a combination of those two pieces like you know don't seek after riches you know don't try to become a you know a, a wealthy person per se but also like don't slack off mm. and just be like even in your work and then and that evenness of work required um so much effort on my part but also so much um i'd say dispossession where like i couldn't like be seeking it for myself because it was even it wasn't like i was after some great thing and i was just Mm. trying to get to zero i wasn't trying to amass a giant pile of cash i was just trying to get to zero Mm. and um and uh we did that this past year and i've been at zero and it's a weird feeling of being at zero. It's like, okay, I don't know anyone, anything in terms of money. I don't know anybody, anything. Um, and now I'm, I'm wondering, like even last night I was, um, I was reading, um, some old, uh, uh Aristotle on politics and he's, you know, before going into like all of this crazy stuff about the relationships between states and all these things, he talks about the household and about just developing like personal virtue personal excellence and um for your sake for your own sake for your wife for your Mm. kids and just being a whole in a that just being alive and whole in that Mm. and not trying not trying to you know amass a pile of stuff or money or which is very contrary to kind of what we are raised right absolutely in this culture
1: the society yeah absolutely and
0: so you're like your whole uh, piece about achievement like I did not have the background you had growing up here like the whole piece that you're talking about achievement like which just wasn't in my head I went to a school the Waldorf school where we didn't have grades Uh, so I was raised in a completely different environment so I almost suffer actually from the the opposite mm, yeah for sure because I was like you know I don't ever need to achieve anything so I need a little like Joseph kick in the butt to like just be even you know
1: I should clarify. I this wasn't a pressure that was applied to me from at home. Sure, it was more something where, oh, you did well. That's awesome. Great job. And it was like the more It's just
0: part of the system.
1: Uh, yeah, the yeah. system
0: sort of generates it.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's a way to put it. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, when I see somebody doing something great on the court, I'm going to praise them. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Not at all. Um, but uh, how you respond to that could be. Better or worse? Yeah,
1: yeah. Personally? And I think it's—I really think it's an untapped um, or maybe unrealized um, part of of our health is to um, recognize that value and inside of us, as opposed to having it all be coming at you. Yeah. From so the outside.
0: right. So external praise can kind of. Um, get you used to the idea that it should be there yes. and if it goes away what's left exactly. kind of deal yeah. yeah and and i yeah i i was uh i was externally praised a little bit but but more often than not i was kind of left alone <laughs> so i had a lot of alone time so in 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 alone time you don't get external validation mm. so you kind of have to just be okay with um reality without it Right. So it's just a different place, right. just a different place to live. And it, that, that has its own ups and downs for sure. So, okay. So you find, um, in the, in this, in the midst of all of this, you find, um, an, an untapped side of yourself yeah. and you begin to explore it. And um, you've been practicing it, like you say, for 20 years. Yeah. And a lot of it has been centered, interestingly enough, on sports figures. It has, So yeah. what have the sports figures represented for you in all of this art?
1: Well, I think it's a couple things. As I uh, as I kind of change as an artist and, and develop and, and mature, now it, I think I find myself more fascinated by motion, okay. by people in motion, by creating a piece that has movement okay. in it. And early on, it was—I think it was purely—it was love of sports. I just loved, <laughs> and the artist in me, I think, has always been drawn to players that have a particular style. Yeah, and, and finding the pose that really encapsulated who they were. Okay, and being a fan and 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 really um, just nailing uh, a great a great pose of a particular player. But as I get older, and and especially in this latest piece, it's it's a lot more about motion and. And if I look at a piece uh, static pieces don't do it for me it's got to be there's got to be something moving and in researching the David and Goliath pieces, I wanted to do something that that hadn't been done yeah you know and a lot of that's internet research paintings sculptures whatever's been done for sure and the classic um, the classic Michelangelo uh, is is wonderful it's it's David but again it's it's more static than it is. Um, and you, you rarely see sculpture of both of them interacting together. Yeah. And usually uh, the paintings, you'll see Goliath posing, and you'll see David kind of cowering. Mm. And in this piece, in my, in my rendering of it, if you go back and read Samuel, David runs at Goliath. Okay. And then picks up a stone and slings it. Yeah. So I wanted to capture that, that not just aggression, but not intimidated. And like, I know who I am. <laughs> Um, and not backing down to this challenge. And that's something that, that I see as a coach and I hope to install instill in, in players is that any given day, anything can happen. And it's not, I, one of the things that just bugs me, <laughs> it absolutely bugs me is when I see guys, it could be any sport, but I'll just take basketball, watching the other team warm up and being like, jaw dropping like oh, oh no man, kidding we're in okay trouble today oh boy and you know it's like come on why are we even playing
0: that's just warm up come on yeah
1: or maybe but no i mean sometimes you guys are throwing down dunks or oh, whatever and it's okay. kind of like all right but intimidation we intimidation factor yet, yeah. You know? yeah yeah know yeah. and uh so that's the theme of this one mm. this this one of the themes in this sculpture or in this in this uh these two pieces is mm. that that um there's more than the external uh it's a lot about heart preparation belief in who you are yeah and and uh that's something that that I've experienced as a as an athlete and also as a coach and that I hope to hope to instill the players that be be your best and and you never know
0: what is um what is heart to you uh in terms of of jeff yeah Well, what? yeah, what is heart?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's developed over the years as a, as a coach, as a player coming up, you know, he was very, I, I grew up around the school because my father was a teacher and he would let me into the gym to just shoot around. So as a, as a little guy, as a middle schooler, uh, I love just walking around the high school and just, oh, hey, that's a player. I know that guy. Oh, yeah. And I'd, I'd see Jeff, uh, during practice and he allowed me to shoot around in the corner or whatever, but it's definitely a different experience going from, uh, from having him as a coach and now really being somewhat of a mentor and, um, you know, varsity sports is definitely a different ball game than the, um, sub varsity. You know, there's, there's a lot more going on there and it really helps to have him as the athletic director and being able to bounce ideas off him and, um, Hey, I mean, when you work with people, there's always going to be conflicts. There's always going to be situations that you've got to work through. And, um, and it really helps to, to have somebody to kind of help you guide you through those situations.
0: For sure. I, I, when I, um, when I, uh, you know, watch like YouTube, sometimes watch replays of, uh, of, you know basketball right on yeah. right under the hoop um you know there's that kind of aggression that you were talking about that kind of motion and you can kind of you know click through frame by frame and you can watch you know the various positions and you can stop mm-hmm. right you know before an explosive movement right um was you know obviously you're capturing a moment in a fight uh, and this is a more literal fight between David and Goliath but you're capturing a moment there it was was it different carving um the activity of uh or the action of of david versus the action of goliath i mean were you capturing something different in those two um carvings yeah yeah
1: absolutely i wanted i wanted goliath to be physically uh physically impressive physically intimidating Mm. um so his he's very um his muscles are very well defined He has actually has no pupils in his eyes. I did that on purpose. And so it uh, the sense is that it's impersonal. He's he's you don't know what you're looking at. And but also the question through this whole thing is if we're David, like what's your Goliath? What is that thing that maybe you need to confront or maybe you've been running from? Um, And you can almost impose that on him. So hence the the pupils and then. David was more, I wanted to, to have him have a, a more organic feel of, of being the shepherd boy. And so he has softer kind of um, folds in his clothing. He's got a rope belt. Um, you're, uh, his face is, is um, one of my friends said, someone you'd like to hang out with. He's a warrior, but he's also someone you'd like to get to know. Um, and so, you know, our, our typical hero. For yeah. instance um but it was it was fun to um to do both of those contrastingly to do the big bad guy and then to do our hero
0: for sure uh, for sure. sure so um what caused you i mean besides obviously like a, an epic battle that you could kind of capture in in wood uh what caused you to shift from doing sports figures to doing a biblical scene
1: yeah uh Sometimes I think it was a, as a departure. Other times I think it's a continuation because in a way I, I'd seen these poses before okay. in, in other things that I've done. And maybe not exactly. But I think those previous pieces definitely prepared me uh, in the sense that, all right, I want to compose this. And I, I you draw different looks, different arm positions. And from, I think, doing doing years and years of the sports fears, I, th- I feel like I had a decent understanding of what pose will produce the kind of feeling that I want. Uh, so in that case, in that sense, it's just a continuation. Uh, it's not sports, but it's still the body in action. Right. And, uh, but at the same time too, it was a departure because it was fun to do stuff like the armor like mm. the 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 sword uh, period armor yeah period that, armor for sure some of it isn't i i borrowed from the greeks a little bit i wasn't overall I, the greeks knew armor they just did <laughs> <laughs> they're cool uh so there's a little bit of i borrowed a little bit of greek uh okay influence but interesting uh I, yeah yeah i took some artistic license for sure uh, for sure and then the spear the sword and the shield yeah uh, i love those and then so yeah, that was fun. You know, a lot of times you need to get out of and I'm sure it's as every artist. You 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 you're in a certain lane for a long time and then you start looking, well, what else can I do? Where can I take this? Yeah. You know, and and yeah, maybe it is a, a bit of a departure and it will lead to some different uh paths.
0: So you mentioned before about um about, you know, part of your investigation was like a a spirituality or a Um, looking into things that weren't just performance based. What is, uh, what is uh, like, what is spirituality or where do you put that in your life? What does that mean?
1: Yeah. I don't mind opening up and talk about that. If that's,
0: I mean, I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: get the, get the world crashing down on your phone down there.
1: (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, honestly, it's, it's right in the center of things to be honest with you, yeah. and um, the more I, I grow, and the more I read, and the more um, I've, I've got great mentors as friends, um, it's the importance of, um, of God living inside of you, the spirit living inside of you, as opposed to you, I think there's such a thing as performance spirituality.
0: Okay, what's that mean?
1: I think that that means that uh, you do all the right things. You go out and you check your boxes and uh, and, yep, I did this, this, this and this. I did a couple good acts today um, as opposed to um, living from the heart. Yeah. And um, and I think for me, for me, what that really meant was um, learning to to just rest in who i was and not having to earn earn um praise earn any kind of uh external validation um rest in who i was and and hopefully i try to bring that to other people like i validate you john just for for the gifts you have um whether you sell whether you become a millionaire or whether (laughs) you you go way above zero no but um
0: i like being at zero right now yeah (laughs) i'm just enjoying i'm in the bliss of being i know it is being a zero millionaire.
1: no but the the spiritual is right it's right in the center interesting center and how um, did
0: you make that shift from uh, i mean did you have a performance spirituality that went along with your performance academia i don't know
1: i don't know that it was conscious oh okay but
0: i mean was um, it unconscious i mean was it there though
1: I think in some sense it was, yeah. I think not that it was, not that it was insincere. Sure. Um, but, but I, I think just present. Yeah. And I don't think I really, real I did not grasp, um, first of all that I, I don't think we all learn that, um, failure is, is, I think we learn sometimes that it's the worst thing in the world. Okay. And I think being able to accept yourself through your failures is a huge step in in that sincerity and that living through the spirit. Um, because you're not you're, you're you're wide open. You're saying, God, this is who I am. And right. Like right. I I know that I can't check enough boxes to to earn that. Right. To earn what's what you're giving me. Sure. So I'm just gonna be who I am. Right. I'm going to love myself for my mistakes, and uh, it's perfectionism too, I think. I think it's letting go of that. I mean, part of part of us as artists, we have to. We have to be detail-oriented, but I think it's also recognizing that um, we're human. We're human. We get it wrong.
0: Um, was there a particular moment in in your journey where you kind yeah. of yeah? yeah. What, what was that about? Yeah,
1: I really do. Um, not to go too deep, but I I think I reached a point where where um, it was really registering in my body, like physically, like I just being in college and and uh, I was doing things I loved. I was playing sports. I yeah, was, I was uh, living the dream Pelleter, kind of thing. But, yeah, right. One of those things where like on the outside, man achieving but and um and i just realized in myself i'm like i don't like this like as much as this should be fun it's not fun so what's going on for sure what's missing for sure and clearly there's something missing like what more is there what more is there and um and again it's been a, it's been a journey it's been a journey you don't get all the answers at one time but um and yeah do i have moments where i'm like like obsessed about getting it right every time yeah sure of course Um, but But um, those
0: are little things more right yeah those aren't like the big quest like the big existential questions
1: well right and i think it's it's a constant reminders too um for sure just you're okay
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I screwed up a I screwed up a piece. It's sitting right over there on my bench.
1: Oh, that makes me feel good, John, you know?
0: <laughs> I screwed up a little piece, it's sitting right over there. It's this little little ball of gold now. I'm gonna melt it down and throw it in the bottom of my safe and uh and look at it later.
1: See, so you can melt it down though, right?
0: Well well, sometimes, but I mean it's useless now. That, How many hours? Oh no, no, not not too too I mean maybe maybe a a day. <laughs> maybe a day. It's, it's not, true though. It's
1: people ask like you know is carving a completely reductive process
0: oh yeah
1: and yeah it kind of is it is but at times you can all and yeah i screw up sure i do right my, my screw ups are smaller than they used to be
0: so um do you know ben brada yeah sure okay so yeah, he grew up with him too for sure for yeah. sure yeah he was oh, he's he, making blades he you? is he's 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 hand forging knives
1: it's like that show forged on fire i don't know forged that one fire. oh is that you ever see it no no Oh, it's a reality show. Where oh, they, okay. They build their own knives. Oh, I just
0: go out to hope and watch him build knives. But um, um, I'm sure he'd like love to have you out there anytime you want. So he works in wood too, because oh, he has cool. to make the handles. The handles yeah, right? for sure. And um, you know, he's not carving people. Although I'm sure you could put some people on some handles. But um, but uh, he, you know, he is a, a perfectionist too, and he battles with that same thing. I mean, he's got a box of rejects. Yeah. Yep. And we're talking about like near perfect rejects. <laughs> yeah. And they're just it's just filled with. These things. Um, I shouldn't talk too much for him. He's going to come on the podcast at some point when he has time. But, nice. um, but I can appreciate that. Um, I I so again. I it's interesting, I, and I don't know. It's just maybe um, part of this podcast is like me talking to people that I would seemingly have some things in common with, but then like are just radically different people. So I am not a perfectionist at all. I embrace uh sort of the imperfect and um but to the point where like i need that kick in the pants Uh you you know what i mean so on the other side and i do it for myself um and a lot of other amazing people including my wife have done it for me over time but um so i'm i always get type a people involved in my life Mm. to sort of that's interesting oh yeah
1: yeah i I feel like the opposite okay Really? No, that's so cool.
0: <laughs> okay, First sure. just So you get you get like uh, the the messy kind of crazy kind of folks yeah, involved. Yeah, makes me
1: feel good. Like people that are more laid back. Yeah, and almost like for sure. Not too worried about. Actually, I think um, I'm trying to think of someone in my life that's that's really like that. I don't I don't want to embarrass anyone. Yeah, but um. That's cool, John. Yeah. Hmm. I feel the same way.
0: Well, so I, earlier today I had uh and I'm actually going to air your podcast before I air his podcast. Probably his is next week so at some point later. But uh I had a I had an activist on my uh podcast earlier today. He's a, a local uh teacher. He just retired from teaching up at Watershed and he's an environmental activist. Anyway, he was presenting this very intense um catastrophic picture of the future. And um and I'm and I was just like uh i don't have a a catastrophic bone in my body like there are no consequences (laughs) like i'm like oh everything will be okay at the end of the day um which is um may or may not be true it's just that's my psychology that's how i operate so um i just operated under a different thing i wasn't raised with sports i think i did i think i did like two um workouts with uh Vanderven yeah. in high school because he was running something with soccer at yeah, that point. Was, yeah. And uh like and that was it. I was like, nah, these push ups are lame. <laughs> I'm going home. So I just I just I pieced and I did other things. And I did a little judo, but barely anything. And I yeah, I was never really super interested um I've I've gotten more interested in health and and the body recently just because yeah, I've seen you on Facebook. Well, here. we're getting older and like, you know, my brother had a heart attack at 40. Uh, I'm 36, so, you know, yeah. maybe need to pay attention, uh start paying attention, but that's more just like shit hitting the fan type deal versus uh you know this uh this whole other area i mean i grew up watching a lot of sports movies so like again i appreciate the heart and there was a little bit of a a misunderstanding earlier when i said heart i was actually referring to not jeff Hart. oh
1: that's funny
0: (laughs) but i was referring to the heart and and i was curious i I mean i'm glad you said something about jeff but um because he obviously was um you know a personality when we were kids for sure um, but I was also interested in, like, getting to um, understand what you think the operative um, function of whatever we mean by the heart yeah. is yeah. inside of a competitive activity. Courage. Courage? Yeah. Okay. So courage. you're, like, singularly focused on the virtue of courage.
1: No, uh, not necessarily, but it's, it's the, I think it's one of the closest, uh, it comes closest to what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I think heart heart if I refer to somebody hey you you have a lot of heart right. it means it means you're not you're not carried away by the events that might be negative during okay. game. Okay. okay. So say say you're in the first quarter and all of a sudden we're down 10. Yeah. Are you doing this as your head down <laughs> or are you thinking you know what things are not going There's good There's a whole lot of game we're left. We're going to dig in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and it, it could also be called mental toughness. Okay. Um yeah. it could and I, I think it's um i don't know being a jedi being able to to block out distractions that keep you from your goal Mm. and and a lot of that is one of those distractions could be your opponent it could be your goliath it could be forgetting who i am right the courage that i have um because you know if you look at it's a common denominator teams with heart uh i think every coach wishes that that you you can't guarantee wins. It's not it's not gonna happen. But you're you're gonna feel good about your team if they don't give up. You know
0: how do you inculcate courage in another person?
1: Oh boy. If I had the the magic ingredient to that, I think it's a quest. I really that's I think that's something I think about a lot. Yeah. I think about a lot. I think you have to develop you have to invest in the person themselves. Okay. All right, you have to you have to you have to model it first of all.
0: Well, so I was going to ask you that. Like, yeah. uh, do you think you're a courageous person? Um You might not be humble in answering that question, but well, let's 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 uh, bracket humility oof. and push it over here for a second. Okay. okay. <laughs> and just talk about courage. Like um if if your definition is, okay, you got adversity, yep. you've got fear, yep. you've got some big obstacle in front of you, sure. um fortitude, courage.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's confronting fear and discomfort and looking it right in the eye. And the tough part for me is that sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean the fear goes away, Yeah. which is the tough one.
0: No, yeah, it doesn't
1: go you know? away right. for sure. Right, right. it's still there. Yeah, um, I'm learning to be more courageous. Yeah. I think the more courage you, you kind of build, the more the more you look up and, and and more comes at you. Okay, here we go. Like you, you got to use the skills that you've already have and, and build on more of those. Um, mm. I felt like I've, I've had to, I've certainly had to be courageous in my life. Um, I don't, I, I, and I think that's why sports is a great lesson for life in a lot of ways. Um, not everything goes your way. For
0: sure. No. You're going to, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. 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 Yeah, what would you say um, for people who don't lose a lot? For either people who are either gifted with you know an ungodly amount of talent, or just, um, and it could be in sports, or it could be another yeah. other area, or for people who just live so small oh. that they don't lose. You know, those
1: are two. Those are two very different.
0: They are, but in both cases, you don't lose. I don't you
1: know? even know if the first case exists. Okay, I I don't I. Uh, to use this uh, one of the the really uh, um, fascinating aspects of the game of baseball is mm-hmm. that you rarely see any player come right of, out of high school and go to the pros okay to to uh, major leagues sure the reason is that they want you to fail okay <laughs> and sa- well maybe and maybe that sounds a little bit crass no no but, i get it but to be because it's such a hard game yeah you have to learn how to deal with a slump right everyone's gonna have a slump right everyone does at some point right and uh, even Michael Jordan let's 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 call him right now unless you want to call LeBron James the greatest ever I don't know if I'm there yet but Jordan is probably considered the greatest winner of all time right and he had his share of failure right in his first uh let's see they didn't they didn't make the finals until 91 so the first eight years of his career he might have been considered a failure by some, and mm. frustrated. Mm. Um, and I think anyone that we th- we look at right now at the at the top of their profession, right? I think it's, it's had a, a rookie lie. season. Yes,
0: had several years of developing, growing, yes. learning what a real adversity I, and I, was.
1: I really, I challenge you to look at anyone that's at the top of their. Field. All right, so
0: let's wipe out category one, category two. Uh, small, uh, living small, so you yeah. don't fail. I mean, mm. the pe- people do that people get comfortable with winning in their sphere
1: and and don't want to risk
0: you know what i mean yeah what do you how do you like look at that
1: mm, you know it's hard to be it's hard to judge somebody when well, you're don't not, judge them. You're not just, in them yeah
0: just don't judge them but just um kind of analyze the situation or talk about what would get them out of that to like even um incite uh a little or light a little fire inside them to grow
1: okay and or what OK, so maybe maybe in an academic setting or no, any, any, a, setting, an athletic any setting, any setting, the
0: academic, athletic, business. Well, I think it's the creative. idea that
1: risk risk. You could fail. You could. But you also have to look at the other side. You could also really succeed. And and maybe it's uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's it's uh, being in high school and you had a crush on a girl or something. For sure. You know, you could play it safe and not risk anything or uh or you could go for it right you know? yeah and, and, right
0: like, the, the 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 probability even if she says no you're no worse off than you were right right, right. yeah
1: right and i think uh all right it varies from individual to individual i think fear of failure is is sure people are afraid to fail but i think once you do fail once you get that out of the way <laughs> i think sometimes it's you move on you think all right i'm gonna mess up but there's much more to be achieved than there is to be gained by playing it safe.
0: For sure, for sure, I love it. Um, so, uh, so you uh, you have a maybe season this this yeah. year. Um, hopefully, by next year, would be a definite uh, definite season. Yeah. Um, you're going to keep carving, no yeah. doubt. Um, that's like that's a staple for you. Um, are there other areas in your life that you kind of explore this cre- the creative process? Are there other things in your life that you love to 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 do that explores these same kind of themes that we're talking about?
1: Uh, music. Music. Yeah. 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 I played played some with your dad. That's a whole other level. Years back. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> you know, yeah, was... you got
0: sports, you got uh, carving, and you got music. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot, for sure, for sure.
1: And you know that sometimes it's tough to be creative when you're really busy. Yeah. it's You almost need that mind to be I don't know. How do you feel? Do you? Well, I guess you've got your time where you come in every day and that's your work time.
0: I mean, I, I'm, I'm working, I'm not necessarily being creative. Um, a friend of mine who's, um, a world, I, I'd call him a world-class engraver. He probably wouldn't think of himself that way, but I call him yeah. uh, pretty close to, uh, very, very talented, uh, guy said, if you're bored, you're making money. <laughs> oh geez. <laughs> you know? Oh, so, geez. so, um, you know, I, I can't say that I'm always, um, exploring new avenues. Um, part of owning like a, you know, community based retail business, you know, slash sure. service business is just doing the work. That makes so sense. So yeah. I'm not necessarily engaged, engaged in the creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in fact, that's an area that that's actually that, that if, if I had an area that was a Goliath, that'd be the area in gate huh. being engaged in the creative process. Yeah. hundred percent. Because first of all, it's just, um, clearing out all of the, um, I don't know what the analogy would be, but all of the uh, other soldiers who are in the way, clearing them out so that I could, uh, you know, even get to the battlefield and to engage in the creative process, like kind of pushing through all of the, um, you know, the rank and file members of of both armies to just even get on that battlefield. Well, I'm using your David and Goliath, but you know what I mean. Like you just to get to that center stage, like so. For me, it's um, you know, I, I just have constant hand work to accomplish sure. that involves um repetition and uh you know uh, but
1: you're also, i mean this is your this is your business this yeah it's my own. livelihood right for sure so. for sure i had the advantage of Having
0: another job, yeah. So I mean, those are those are two dis- two distinct fields for you, right? Um, yeah. So uh, and I'm not necessarily sure that jewelry is my creative expression, frankly. Right. Uh, it, it you know i that doesn't mean I can't be creative inside it. It's funny actually. A lot of people assume that uh, it is. Hmm. I had a lady come in and say, "Oh, it must be so wonderful to work your passion every day." And it's like, well, that's a nice assumption um, that may may or may not be true. I haven't even asked myself whether this is my passion or. not it's just um it was it's you know it was my father's business obviously it it's something i'm good at something i'm very comfortable doing and um and so i can execute here but uh whether or not it's sort of a um whether or not it's the equivalent to your doing your carving work
1: no i get it i get it you know there's some days you you come in and punch the clock and it's a struggle for me like i Uh, certainly there were days when I couldn't wait to get started for sure. But there are other days where you kind of have to drag yourself through it. It
0: It's, I mean, yeah. And I, I don't think I punch, uh, I punch a clock here because I'm my own boss, but I, I do get to, um, I get to drive my own interests Hmm. and, um, and it, I don't necessarily always need to feed my, uh, creativity through, um, handwork, um, you know, it's sort of like you know, you have another avenue and another outlet through, um, through music. You have another outlet through now through, you know, encouraging, cr- literally encouraging yeah. uh, students, right. um, and that's a pretty amazing task. I get to teach for a little while. Um, I got to teach ethics actually up at the Watershed High School. Did you really? I did. Yeah, and um, and that was fascinating. So I got to really kind of begin to hone, um, my interest in virtue ethics. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's something I'd actually like to explore with students again at some point. I don't know where or how I could do it, but I feel like, you know, the fact that you locate heart and courage in the same area, I mean, courage is precisely, um, you know, it's one of the four cardinal virtues, uh, from in, in the Western tradition you know, it's one of the four major virtues that, uh, we, um, that was located by all of, of Western, you know, the Western world, that was one of the areas that needed to be developed most in a human being. And, um, and so, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's awesome that you, you found that way to do that, frankly, because obviously, as you know, it can be carried right off the court into, other situations Absolutely. almost directly. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, the other, the other virtues are, are justice, um, prudence, which is like practical wisdom and, um, and temperance, which is sort of moderation. And, uh, you know, there, there are all these kind of big ideas at the center of our culture. Um, one of the things I've been doing recently, cause we're in a political season, I've been talking about people who are running for local politics and, uh, on both sides. And I've been really, um, at a, I don't want to say at a loss, but I've been really kind of wondering where, um, where people's courage comes from and, and where people's, uh, character comes from more generally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm glad to, I'm actually really happy you came on because you're, you're giving a great, um, testimony to the fact that, uh, courage is alive and well inside the sports arena mm. and um, in teaching, you know, for adver- overcoming adversity and, uh, and keeping your keeping your chin up like literally, um, you know, in that. I think there's a lot of one of the things I was thinking about while you're talking was there's a lot of um, external pressure on students now because of yeah. things like social media, yeah. which is something you and I did not have right. when we were in high school. Thank God. And uh, and and now, I mean, it's there and I'm wondering, you know, how much more intense it must be for people who actually have a creative heart, which is typically a more sensitive kind yes. of person, yes. um, someone who has a creative heart and um, would actually be influenced so much more by the external pressure, not just of like performing in the academic world, not just performing on the sp- on a sports team, but now performing in all of this like new social reality.
1: It's absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. And I was watching a Red Sox game the other day, and, and one of the players was um, talking to the sideline reporter. Um, not not live, but she, it was it was a story, and he was talking about how how he had a great season the year before, and this year he started slow, and how in this era everyone has something to say they're all people are lobbing tomatoes left and right what's happened to you like what's wrong with you like <laughs> it's 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 all over the place right and um, it's hard you know what I'm I I one of my favorite speeches of all time is is uh, or quotes I should say by Teddy Roosevelt is the man in the arena speech I don't know if you're familiar with it and uh, basically it's it comes down to Uh, it's not the critic who counts it's the man who is in the trenches doing the work and uh, the man who uh, may be defeated but he's he's not going to know the um it's better to know defeat than to not know what it's like to be in the trench Hmm. and uh, it's one of my favorite speeches and i think it's it's uh I think twice now, every time I, you know, go to criticize even a ball player. Sometimes even, Oh, this guy's terrible. You know, get him off the field. For Sure. Yeah. But you know, it's, uh, everyone can have an opinion now and they're not, they're not always kind.
0: So what does it mean uh, for David to be in the trench?
1: Oh, just
0: trying to connect some dots.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, you're here, you're a hero. I mean, could, I'm assuming it's your idealized hero. So, I mean, it, you know, so, yeah, to, so you know, to speak, so to the speak,
1: things that, um, I think the best way to answer that was David had a couple things going for him and um, first of all he, he had a prophecy that he was going to be king oh that's nice okay <laughs> but 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 let me connect the dots I think I think that um, we all have that in a sense and, and if if we if we're gonna go into into faith um, sure we have a destiny yeah. we do and a lot of times that fear is what's keeping you from it um, so David had that he also um, He'd he'd put his time in killing the, the lion and the bear, right? With, with his slingshot, so he was prepared, and uh, and the third aspect was, um, with that prophecy in in his head or not, he uh, he was not intimidated, <laughs> and so, uh, and one of my favorite little pieces uh, of the sculpture is the rock that's in David's sling, and I made it out of a wood called Purple Heart. And I wanted that to be a symbol, not only for royalty, um, but also in our culture, we consider a purple heart um, associated with being a warrior.
0: Yeah, for sure, wounded warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. that's awesome. I love it. Well, John Moore, you've got a um, you've got a show coming up. When that's is right. when is it? Where is it's it? It's
1: October seventeenth, which okay. is this Saturday at Barn Swallow Books, which is right across from the new Rockport Library. Awesome. It'll be from two to four. There, it does look like there might be some rain in the forecast, so we're going to do it on Sunday, same time, if that is the case. We'll oh. let you know.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, very good. Uh, this will be up on uh, Facebook, and you can share all this uh, information. I really appreciate you delving into not only your art but your uh, life and, uh, and sharing it with whoever is going to listen to this. Awesome. Thanks, John. Yep.